Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Peyton, Lee Cantor here with you this morning. Uh, Lee, you and I have captured a lot of learning insights over right. <laughs> recent few days, haven't we? So we spent some time in Dallas. That's right, Dallas, Texas, uh, on behalf of Training Pros and uh, interesting people. A lot different industries there than here, but um, good shows. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And we, we need to give a shout out to uh, Julia and Pam. They put together a, a terrific roster. All of the interviews were a lot of fun. A couple that really stood out for me. Remember the lady with the facility with the horses? Right, that... Um helps with coaches or does coaches training coaches and veterans is a lot right. of the work that you and then i really enjoyed the interview with tom allen right he was a sharp guy <laughs> he was that uh we we got to talk to both of them again but this is going to be a fantastic segment in just a moment we'll introduce our uh, our guest but we have back with us as we often do here in the sandy springs studio our good buddy over at training pros relationship manager dave edelman how are you man very good good morning good morning lee stone chris so what's going on in your world? What have we missed since we saw you last? <laughs> well, I don't know about what you've missed. Um, I tell you, the uh, we've been hearing rave reviews about the interviews in, in Dallas and uh, all the shows there. So congratulations on that. Sound like a lot of fun. Looking forward to listening to all those. We, uh, you know, Training Pros, we continue with our webinar series. We have another one coming up. Um, you guys are not going to let that go, man. You are. We, that's really doing yeah, good things. And it's it? really been rocking. The, the This is the third part. A third, you know, third of a three-parter about, uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, learner activity, inner, inner engaging learners and e-learning, um, storytelling and um, just immersive storytelling and things like that. Really fascinating. So this one's going to be called Levels of Learner Activity. Um, and it's coming up May 17th. So it's the last of the Edelman trilogy. I'm uh, not my trilogy. It's some, <laughs> some marketing ones. It's uh, Andrew and Andy Petrosky and um, Charles Palmer from Harrisburg University just doing a fantastic job with it. And um, you can sign up for it, uh, register for it on our, our website, and you can find the other previous webinars in the same spot. So, Well, we're delighted to have you back with us. Uh, and once again, you've brought us somebody that we're really looking forward to visiting with. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast National Director of Training with Stonemore Partners, Mr. Chris Mokros. Good morning, sir. Good morning, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it very much, and uh, appreciate Dave inviting me on also. Well, can you share a little bit about Stonemore? What are you guys up to? Well, Stonemore Partners is a company that owns uh, cemeteries and funeral homes. Mm -hmm. uh, we specialize in, in, in pre-need uh, sales of, of your burial needs uh, prior to your death, obviously. So taking care of, of your burial needs before uh, your death so your loved ones don't have to. Uh, right. We have over 300 cemeteries, over 100 funeral homes. Uh, we're nationwide as well as in Puerto Rico. Wow. So um, there's been some consolidation in the industry, right? A lot of Like it used to be kind of like individual family-owned situations in different cities, and, and now there's some consolidation? There is. There is. Uh, and we are in that mode. We are uh, acquiring properties uh, and daily looking at new opportunities. Is that why the training becomes so much more, so much more important than maybe if you're just the one shop in a small town? It is. It is. Uh, Stonemore has grown tremendously over the last 10 years, uh, acquiring more and more properties. Mm -hmm. And what they have not had is that infrastructure of training. Uh, so they, they know that's that, why they brought you on. That is exactly <laughs> why they brought me on. Yes, it is. 
Well, they needed the Mokros methodology, <laughs> right? So is uh, with all this consolidation, all this uh, growth in, in the industry and the way that the demographics are changing, which I'm certain probably has some impact on, on, on your arena, is there a, a trend toward more and more shared services models in some geographies? Like, are they, are they sharing services that are related to your business, like the transportation, the, the limousines, the other stuff, or is that not so much? N- not so, no, not so much in our company, at least uh, right. Uh, right now we buy a property, uh, and we, we, we take, you know, what's comes with that property, which usually includes limousines, uh, the, the equipment for the maintenance, right. so anything involved with, with, so soup to nuts in your in in, right. in your operation, but I, I have to tell you, I I was a little surprised when I saw this. I, I guess it just it wasn't intuitive to me that training would be that um, would have that much attention in your industry. Why is training important in your industry? Uh, it's important in our industry for the same reasons as it is in other industries: uh, employee satisfaction, uh, retention, mm-hmm. uh, giving your employees that support that they need to be successful. Uh, what we have, we have not had that in the past. Uh, and, and we've seen. So how was it done in the past? Was it just kind of each place did it their own way? Uh, each region did their own thing all the way down to each property, pretty much right. a, a lot of their own thing. I mean, they, they have implemented some, some processes and, and getting management more involved with the right. training process, but for it to be really successful and effective, they, they know that they have to have that, that formal structure around. Right. It. There has to be a stone more way of doing things. Exactly. Exactly. And so now you're in the process of implementing that? We are. I, I was hired a year ago, almost last month, mm-hmm. so it's been almost exactly a year. I uh, have spent the last year uh, learning the business, learning our company. Did you have to travel around to kind of get the lay of the land of what it's like? I did. I did. I traveled all over the United States. Wow. Uh, that must have been an regions. education, right? It was. It was. And it, it, was, it was actually a lot of fun to see uh, you know, what they're doing in each of the different regions. Because your background's training, it's not in this industry, right? Correct, correct. Sixteen years in training, uh, but many different fields, mm-hmm. many different fields. That's kind of where the appeal was with me, like a new challenge, right? It is, it is. But did you get the cold shoulder a little bit initially? I mean, just you know, here comes this here training comes, guy. Here, you we're know, from corporate, me and my and dad, we're here and my granddad used to do this kind of work, and then here comes this young whippersnapper going to train me. <laughs> did you get any a little bit of that vibe early? No. No, never, really? never. Uh, that's been, that's been the beautiful thing with <laughs> coming right, to Stonewall. They, they are super supportive of this, uh, from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. There's not one place I have gone wow, that they are not great. supportive of training. Now they have their own ideas, certain individuals who don't want to do things a certain way, or they right. have ideas around doing certain things. Like you said, we did it this way. <laughs> right. Let's no, do it that way. <laughs> uh, but I came in with, with a blank slate. Right. And, and senior really, level endorsement, and they allocated the resources and, and senior level engagement. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that a kind of a pro tip for somebody that's doing training at this large of a scale for the first time that you need that kind of endorsement? Oh, absolutely. That paves the way. It, it, yeah, absolutely. I, everywhere I've been, if you, if you don't have that uh, top down support, you're kind of spinning your wheels at times, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Right. But if it's something at that larger scale, you have to have top-down support. And then that helped you make the decision to move to Stonemore? It that did. You knew that, that was, they, they were watching your back? 
Exactly, because because I've gone to work for other corporations before. Where I've been everybody's told. got some scar tissue, right? <laughs> right, right. So that was like your first set of questions, right? This is not your first radio. So if you're going to make this jump, you want to know what the culture's like, what the leadership is like. So you were probably interviewing them as much as they were. I, I, honestly, I, I was to a degree. To <laughs> right? a degree. Yeah. So now, how did you land on that overall strategy? How was that kind of developed? Do you, I'm sure you had some ideas when you started, and they had some ideas. So how did you kind of flesh it out? Well, obviously, I went in there and did traveling and, and attended uh, the different regions where they did have some training mm-hmm. in place. Uh, they had management doing some training classes. They'd bring them on, uh, bring them into a classroom in certain regions and, and had some structure around a training program. Uh, what I was able to do quickly is figure out, okay, well, here's, here's kind of what the sales process is. Right. So if I know what each step, step of the sales process is, then I can build training around it. And then they were similar, even though they were in different parts of the country and different properties. Uh, luckily, yes, that was true. So that, that was good. Yes, right? absolutely. <laughs> yes, because they all did have that a similar sales process. Right. And it's similar to processes in many other uh, uh, industries also. Right. So core to the curriculum is sales training. Is there other curricula as well, or is that pretty much your focus? Is there leadership training and compliance training and how to do stuff training? Yeah, all of those are on the roadmap. Uh-huh. Uh, and like so I, what was first? It was new hire sales training. New, new hire sales. New hire, correct, for the cemetery side of the business. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we have, we have uh, the cemetery division and the funeral division. Uh, we're actually kicking off tomorrow a project for the funeral division uh, to be to begin developing some training for them. So now, how did you land on that being first? Like, how did you prioritize the list? One, it was just traveling the regions and seeing, well, where's the majority and focus of the business coming from? Mm-hmm. And it is from the cemetery. So we have to get that right. Correct. And, Correct. and there's a sense of urgency of doing that as quickly as possible. Absolutely, there is. And that's the bottom line, the numbers. The numbers. And then, but so did you develop this kind of uh, collectively, like you all, like, or everybody kind of unanimously, like, this is where we got to start? Or was that like intuitive? Like, how did you? It, it, it was some a little above, I, I would say, because it was apparent to me, but obviously to get the the, the support that we right, need the to do it. Right, the buy-in, right. Uh, we have to take it in front of leadership and right. and really let them make the decision that we just make the case for where we see we think the need is. It was right. obvious to Chris, but not everybody's <laughs> as quick as Chris is. He's got to kind of bring them into the <laughs> into the into the fold. Well, sometimes you're told too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, was there a a series of make or buy decisions? Like, is did you did you decide to develop this completely internally, or did you go out to the marketplace and? trying to see what was available with respect to sales training. And I don't even know if there's already existing customized to your, what was that whole make by thought process? It, it was going out and, and um, requesting proposals mm-hmm. uh, oh, okay. around building uh, a curriculum for us. Uh, I didn't see the need to recreate the wheel. Right. Uh, so I wanted to find a, 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 a partner that, that had something in place that we knew we could adjust and customize. So this is something that you worked way. with in a previous life. Correct. Correct. Uh, a company out of New Jersey. So mm-hmm. we've, we've got a good relationship. Uh, they've, they've done some really good work for us. We've been able to implement these processes in this new pr- training program in a very short amount of time. Uh, and that was kind of the key uh, was to get it out as quickly as possible, but yet still be a quality product. Right. So I want to hear a little bit more about your backstory because uh, obviously you have a great deal of experience, but where did all this get started? Have you always been in this arena? In training? Yeah. 
Oh, or did no. you have like oh, a no, real no. job at some point? I did. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I had a non-real job for several years. Uh, then it was time to grow up. Uh, and I got into the financial services business back mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. So, so I worked for Prudential Securities. And, were you a salesperson or you were an HR? Uh, I was a broker. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so you've then, seen that side of the, the business? I have been. Mm-hmm. I've been in the direct sales side of the business for right. about six years prior to going into training uh, with a, a bank out of Tennessee at the time. I was living in Memphis. Uh-huh. Uh, so just I just fell into a training role is really what it was. I got I I got I needed stability. I had I was young. I had a young family, uh, so I really felt the need for the stableness of, of something like training. Right. And it turned out I was pretty good at it, and I really really liked it. A lot. So in your mind, what makes someone good at it? What are the qualities of a good uh, trainer? Uh, obviously, being outgoing, being well spoken, articulate, being able to convey ideas, and really be able to. Uh, uh, takes take a subject matter and and find out what the hot buttons are and how to to relate it to people so that they mm-hmm. understand what you're trying to teach them and you think that these skills are like if someone's a good trainer in financial services they can be a, a good trainer in your industry i uh, yes you I, think that's I, transferable I absolutely believe that I well do. you know they're going to be fearless right i mean if you can make it <laughs> in that environment nothing scares mm-hmm. you at all but I can tell you just from having, uh, you know, we visited for eight or ten minutes before we went on the on the air. You're you're a really good listener, and I know I think sometimes we think trainers and speakers and all that are is they have the gift of gab. But you, I mean, you're a really good listener, and I, I think that and that really comes through. I have to tell our listening audience because they won't know this when uh, when Chris was uh, alluding to this job that he had to grow up from, Lee, it was the radio. <laughs> that was the non-job job he was referring yes, to. Yes, it was. <laughs> he was in the radio business and then he had to grow up. We, we still have that step yet to yeah. take. But no, speak to that. Are, do you agree with me? Not about you being a good listener. That's not debate. You're, you're a good listener. But that's an important skill for a trainer, isn't it? A, a good listener, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with that completely. Because if you're not listening to and not attentive to, you know what your what your audience is reacting to, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be effective. And you have to keep them engaged, and to do that, you have to understand your audience and and see where they are. Can you share for our listeners some tips on uh, if you are getting some resistance to change, um, how you manage that? For me, one of it's been um, being being able to work through that and manage that has been in, in build the building blocks to it, uh, right. meaning building the relationships, the trust, the trust, uh, the rapport. Exactly, exactly. All, all part of that sales process to a degree. <laughs> right. uh, so really, really, yes. If if the people you're working with understand that you're working in their best re- interest, and we all know what the common goal is, and are working towards that common goal. Well, then we need to consider the options uh, of of what will allow us to you know be successful in that goal. So you're getting a lot of mileage out of that sales training you took as a young. <laughs> He's man, a one trick right? pony. He just takes this one thing and just applies it to everything, right? It's, it seems to be working so far for me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Why change? <laughs> but uh, but your industry it continues to change. So a lot of the things that you're dealing with, even you may have it really figured out for 2015. But it's a moving target, right? I mean, you've got to be nimble. You have to be able to pivot. You have to equip your people to pivot. And it's not like everyone is in the same place with respect to whatever that change journey looks like. You know, you've seen all the four quadrant charts and the troughs and right. the. It, but the one of the key things is not everybody's in the same spot at the same time. So managing all those variables, that to me, just being a change manager kind of guy seems like a 
full-time job to me. Hey, hey, you're right. It is. <laughs> and with our company, there's, there's a lot of change management that's occurring. <laughs> yeah, organiza- organizational change. Uh, we're a company that's been in acquisition mode for, for years, right? For years, uh, years. Uh, so we are, so how many, properties. like on a, in a given year, how many new properties are you kind of adding to the portfolio? Mm, no, that, that I can't tell you. Right. I, I don't but, know that. But uh, it, it, there is every year that you're adding, right? It, 2015, we added quite a few properties. So we bought, uh, you know, quite a few down in Florida and mm-hmm. have some up in Wisconsin, uh, so and, we're, we're constantly looking in, and like you said earlier, it's a lot of them are those mom and pops. Right. So now you're taking this training, and now you got to kind of deliver it to these people that have always been in a mom and pop world, and now you're kind of bringing corporate training into their world. That's that's the goal. Right. And, and they want it. That That's the nice thing about it. I mean, and, because we're, we're seeing a lot of these properties, and over the years as we've acquired one of the other pieces of infrastructure that, that, that we're working on implementing is more technology out in those parks so that we can manage uh, our, uh, our workforce. So you're not sending them to the mothership for training. You're, you're delivering the training in their property or combination? Both. both. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, like you, you said earlier, in order to be flexible and nimble, uh, we have to build the training for the future, but it has to work for today, too. Right. Uh, so what we are doing, we are building that that blended solution, right? Uh, knowing that right now, okay, there's not the technology in the parks that it's not as as prevalent as we need it to be at this point, right? It will be, uh, but thankfully, there's so much technology in everybody's hands personally that we can still get access to a lot of different options for them. Uh, so we're building both. We're, we're we're building that blended solution. We're building the online solution as well as the classroom solution, and we're building regional training centers. Uh, so in each of the seven regions, we have a regional training center that for new hire, at least, we are bringing folks into the classroom. Oh, so you're physically, every new hire is going through in one of those seven regional centers? Beginning January 4th of this year, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's a new thing. It's brand new. Right. It's the very first program, uh, training program we, we, we developed and designed and developed and we have now implemented. Oh, so you were only uh, on the job like six, seven months and then you put that in place for January of this past year? This guy's not messing around. He came in. Wow. (laughs) They hired me for a reason. (laughs) So how did that go over with, you know, the first classes? It's, it's gone very well. I mean, obviously there's the usual uh, bumps in the road that we have to iron out. Uh, But all in all, everybody is thrilled to have a program in place. Everybody Mm -hmm. is thrilled to have a trainer in their region uh, that can support them. So I want to hear a little bit more about technology. So are you either doing now or plan to do very shortly where I can get some information like on a mobile device or on a computer or, or maybe even reinforcement of information I've been exposed to in um, instructor-led environment? I, I would say all of those. Uh, we're, wow. we're trying to hit all aspects of right? it. So we have built a, a, an online solution, uh, Stonemore University. Surprise, surprise. It's already in place. <laughs> it is in place. Wow. Okay. Uh, we actually we actually now have 32 web-based modules out there on there that are accessible that our workforce can access through their mobile device or their computer. Wow, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. All right. So we're, we're finally getting some reporting <laughs> in place behind that. Right. So it, it's all a work in progress, but it, it's been very exciting to see everything that we have accomplished in the last year. And the adoption has been pretty good. It, 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 forgive me, and I'm probably being unfair, but in, in my mind, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, good old boy, third-generation funeral director type guy just a, out, whipping open his iphone and then doing one of these modules right absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah but no you've cracked the code on adoption as well it's one thing to create all this but you've actually got people doing it and using it 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, that I think there's a little bit of myth or stereotype. You should write like a change thing. management book or something. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted you. <laughs> There's, there's, I think there's a misconception of, of the, the workforce in our business. Uh, you will be surprised how young our workforce is. Uh, there's certain areas within our business that you know, we have employees who have been in that position all their life. Because uh, aren't there a lot of them family-owned businesses that have gone back generations? Uh, many of them are, but there are many corporate ones also. You, we uh, alluded to SCI earlier. Right. Uh, they, they're the by far the largest out mm-hmm. there, but there's, they, they sell properties also. There's right. other, there's other competitors out there, uh, that are buying and selling properties all day long also. So it's not just mom and pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other, in quite a few of them, uh, corporately owned properties that are being bought up. So what's your favorite part? What do you enjoy the most? Enjoy the most. So, so far mm-hmm. it's getting consensus on, on ideas and, 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 and really yeah. being able to get in a meeting and we know we've got uh, to resolve certain issues. Right. And we get in there and we hammer it out. And everybody's happy with what we, the end result. And uh, we accomplish a lot in that meeting. Believe it or not, that is that gives me a huge sense of accomplishment. Right. Because then you could take action. It isn't this kind of stuck in bureaucracy with some organizations have where it's like all we do is just talk about doing stuff instead of actually doing stuff. Exactly. Let's have a meeting to about have a meeting, meeting about the meeting. <laughs> right. Yes. But that's got to feel really good though. That, that moment when you can just start seeing it all click and you've, you've got some critical mass and everybody's coming together, you know, you're still going to have some hurdles and maybe a few wrinkles, but that's got to be a, that's got to be a good feeling. It, it, it's a very good feeling. It's, it's very rewarding. Uh, and like you said, there's always, We'll have a great meeting, and then you know the next day there'll be a meeting where I'm, I'm beating my head against the wall. <laughs> right, but it happens, and that's that's part of being uh, or doing business. But it's also part of relationship building too, uh, which that is one of the keys to being successful in our business, in, in my opinion, at least with our company, right. uh, is building those relationships. I wouldn't have been able to accomplish what I have with them uh, if I had not been able to form those relationships that I have. And even with your meetings, and I'm sure they go really well, there's always those little meetings after the meetings, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> in pairs and triplets. Yes, I mean, that's just real life. That's just, you know. It just, is. Well, let's, let's <laughs> all right, project manager, let's talk and see what that really meant. I have right. no idea. Where's my Sounded decoder? good in the, in the meeting. <laughs> yes. But um, so now how are you measuring effectiveness? Is that built into the process as some kind of accountability? Uh. Uh, well, of course, there's always the individual accountability, like you said. When they get out of the classroom, uh, we've got built into the program a follow-up uh, action plans for them once they get out of the but classroom. But you know that they that they took the training, but do you know that they are you know, exhibiting the behavior that the training was encouraging? From a practical standpoint, we can go in there and say yes. Uh, mm-hmm. we, can, we, can, we can ask their, their, um, their peers or their, their managers, right. more importantly. Um, but also, like I said, we, we are holding uh, biweekly calls with them. The trainers are with each class once they get out of the class. Right. Uh, so that they can make sure that, you know, one, they're following the action plan, but also they can collaborate and share experiences. Uh, there's also the hard numbers, too. We always can pull sales numbers, uh, and that is that is part of that. So we've got the, the sales metrics. We have retention metrics, which are two of our biggest metrics that we're following. Now, have you had any instances where the kind of the boots on the ground are saying, hey, we'd like training in this area? Or are you getting some kind of input for them where they're 
requesting certain types of training? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So they, they are starting to come out. They're, they're oh, seeing great. that we've got the training out there now. They're seeing Stonemore University. Right. Uh, and that's getting a lot of people really excited. So from the administration side of, of, of the company, as well as maintenance, we're, we're starting to get more and more requests. And it's also nice with, too, to be able to, to be able to blend them all together, not, not from a blended solution standpoint, but meaning there, there are certain programs that can support all of the areas. Right. Uh, and that's, that's something we're figuring out where those areas are uh, and, and what the commonalities are. So that level of engagement must be encouraging. It is. It is. Uh, we, we just recently kicked off a nice project with the administration group that's gonna, going to support all three legs of the stool, if you will, for our company. No, I would think that alone. I mean, I could just envision us in our little shop. If we had Business Radio X University, I just everybody in right our network. Right there, it classes up the whole well, no, operation. I, you're, you're mocking me, but I think that makes that makes everyone in the organization just feel that much better about the investment that's being made in, in them and the organization. And it also, though, uh, heightens the level of personal accountability. So a, a, a question I'd like to ask you, I'd like to get some counsel from you for the learner. Like putting yourself in the learning shoes, what advice, if any, do you have for the learner to fully capitalize on all this great stuff that's now being created and, and laid out there so that they really get the, the full benefit of it? What, what would you tell them, the learner? The most important thing that I, I've told classes uh, to do if they want to be successful is follow the process that they're being trained on. If you follow the process, which is a tried, true, and proven process, they will be successful. Uh, so, so one, listen to the trainer. Be engaged in the class. Uh, take advantage of, of what's out on Stonewall University post-class to refresh your memory. Uh, but the process is there for a reason. And, and the most successful people are the ones who, one, are passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. And you, it's, it's amazing. The folks that are making lots and lots and lots of money you look at them and you would never guess they're a salesperson. They're, they're just, just normal looking folks like us, uh, not super outgoing salesy type people. They're people who, who care and feel like they're really doing these families a service um, by helping them take care of these needs before their death so their loved ones don't have to when they die. That's probably the key to being successful mm-hmm. in the business. We talked earlier, I suggested that you must really feel good when you get consensus. I, I can imagine someone boots on the ground in the field, genuinely serving these families. I mean, a lot of us don't like to talk about any of these topics on a day-to-day basis, but what these folks are doing for families, I mean, that's just good for the planet. It's just, that's just good mojo. It is. It is. It absolutely is because <laughs> you've got one guarantee in life, one guarantee. <laughs> right. You know what that is. You're taxes. Well, <laughs> but you can evade taxes. Right. You can't evade this. <laughs> you're, not, you're not getting out of this one at all. <laughs> well, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thanks for coming by and hanging out with us. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it also. All right. Well, this is Stone Payton for Lee Cantor, our producer, Ryan McPherson, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Learning Insights.